to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and welcome back to the Dave's I Know uh, podcast, episode 229. Uh, apologies, uh, very quickly for the um, the inadvertent week off. We had planned to record last week, uh, but for reasons that we might may or may not get into um, legally or otherwise, uh, we were unable to record. I was unable to record, basically. And uh, and so I, and I left it very late to let... Uh, my esteemed co-host, Jess and MJ, know I probably could have been a much better person and friend and just texted them in the morning and be like, hey, by the way, I don't really want to record tonight. But I didn't because I'm kind of an asshole, as most of you all know. So, again, so my apologies, Jess and MJ. This is my official on-air apology for not texting you before, like, 8.30 when MJ texted me. He's like, hey, are we recording? And I'm like, yeah, I I'm on the couch. I can't move. genuinely missed you fuckers, so whatever i was just like so are we doing this or what it the good news is jess is back from hawaii david is back from portland and mj is back from a week in the mountains doing only meditation about things other than broomball so this is great well there you go okay we're all we're all re refreshed and ready to go for this uh mls MLS season that's forthcoming. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, for for any first, of you that have, have not gone to a secret mountain to, to meditate on things other than root ball and soccer to refresh before the MLS season, I highly recommend it. I mean, I was high up. I was high that week. A couple weekends ago. Yeah. So was that yeah, count? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That's great, David. I wasn't up, but I was high. So uh, <laughs> uh all right so yeah welcome as always uh jess uh jess how so what was give us one one fun thing about hawaii um we'll try to keep it tight one fun thing about hawaii i can't she's speechless because there's, there's so, many, so many awesome things done Time. right on you were telling me before before we started recording that you you went surfing though. Um, I I I surfed. Uh, yes, we took a lesson. All um, so my two nieces who are twelve, my uh, cousins who are eight and ten years older than me, and then me, we all took a private surf lesson with these two instructors, and everybody got up on the board, but like my up on the board was probably the shortest timeline. Everybody else was like first or second tries. I was like, yeah, my ass didn't come from your side of the family, you jerks. <laughs> Different center of gravity. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta work on that. So yeah, and we have uh, MJ, MJ as well. Thing. Okay, yeah, cool. MJ, how was your 
what was your one thing you thought about when you were on your retreat, which was not broomball or soccer related? Well, what I tried to think about is different than what I actually end up thinking about, right? I tried to think okay. about the happy things, right? Mm-hmm. But then pictures of Christian, Adrian Heath come into, into Christian, Christian Poulos that keep kept creeping into your head and Adrian Heath, like Adrian, Adrian Heath making out uh, or something. Frank Lampard, like, you know, just I, other things kept. I tried to not think about soccer, but it's just so hard. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. I didn't even put that in the notes, but but uh, we'll get to that in in a little bit. So, um, all right, cool. Well, we have a, we have a we just we did take a week off. We weirdly have a lot to talk about, but also not a lot to talk about. Um, if you've listened to any other Minnesota United podcast, probably a lot of this will be retread. So we'll kind of go through it pretty quickly. Um, but first, uh, MJ had some questions about the ISC conference, the International uh, Supporters Council conference which took place this year in Portland. It was supposed to be in Portland last year, but due to COVID, they pushed it back a year. Um, they did it, they did it virtually last year. And then this year uh, they did it in person. Is this like the mascot convention? No, this is, so this is international supporters council is basically it's, it's not every supporter group, but it's, it's a basically a coalition of supporter groups across uh a American, union of the unions a union of the yeah kind of so so they don't speak for every supporter because not every supporter group uh is a part of it um there, in fact there's some like pretty uh well-known skirmishes between some groups and isc um but it's it's like a significant majority of the of the supporter groups the official supporter groups for each club um are part of it uh, every team in mls is represented an official and an unofficial supporters group there's just, there's lots of support groups that are sort of not recognized by the front office for whatever reason. Um, each front office has different reasons for recognizing a supporter group. Um, for example, I mean, there's like, you know, I, I think you better yeah. recognize. <laughs> well, so David, can we, can we say all three of the Wonderwall affiliates are recognized by the club? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, 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 and all, all three of the, of the SGs from Minnesota are part of ISC. Right. Um, Red so Lewis, and Dark ones. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, it. yeah, I mean, there's some like, I would say unofficial in that they're like, they're kind of like, it's, oh, it's a group of people who like hang out together who call themselves Gray Clouds, for example, which is a bunch of the old, old school Dark Clouds, who are most of them are probably Dark Clouds anyways. But like, so there's, and then there's some, there's some actual supporter groups that are recognized by front offices in other, in other cities and other, for other teams that are not part of ISC. Um, you have to apply to become part of ISC. And it's not just MLS teams. It's MLS, NWSL, uh, USL. I think there's a couple of NPSL teams that are uh, SGs that are part of it. I think the citizens actually are technically uh, ISC members. So it covers all American soccer supporter groups. It's it's open to all American soccer supporter groups. And so um, and they help with things like working with um, front offices when front offices try to fuck with us on away tickets or they work with, um, for example, when the Iron Front stuff was happening uh, last two years ago, two years ago now, I can't even three years ago. Anyways, when the Iron Front stuff was happening, um, they worked really closely with MLS to make sure that um, that the Iron Front uh, flag could be flown uh, at uh at all stadiums and all that stuff. So they, they kind of work as a liaison between the supporter groups and 
MOS. I mean, we work as a, as a liaison between supporters and Minnesota United as, as the supporter groups. And then mm-hmm. ISC kind of is like the bigger overarching. And they don't speak, I mean, they speak for supporters, but they don't speak for every supporter group. Um, ex- for example, the only team that doesn't have a SG that's officially recognized by ISC uh, is Orlando City. All of their SGs where it's like, fuck it, we don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, so, and the I, and ISC is also the keeper of the, uh, of the supporter shield. So that is not actually awarded by MLS. It's awarded by the ISC, which is the team that has the most points, um, throughout the regular season. I'm feeling very MJ and on about all of this alphabet soup. It sounds fucked. Yeah. Just another layer of bureaucracy. It's hard to even make a commitment to an affiliation with the dark clouds when I might very well qualified to be a gray cloud and I never even knew it because that's how NASL was. But anyway. (laughs) Jeff, think about this this way. Uh, David. Do you have collective bargaining power then with the ICS, whatever? If if MOS tries to to fuck with us, we have some collective power in which that we have just like about the fucking stadium vaccination negative tests so 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 there is there is actually um this is something that came out of the comp uh the conference is that there is uh there is there's stuff that's being worked on to push that as an agenda right Mm -hmm. the the big one when i talked about it was the the iron front flags i'm not sure if you remember iron front um i don't want to i'm not going to expend we're We're not going to talk about that here 40 minutes anyways do you remember if there was a controversy where there's the, that that flag that has basically three arrows pointing down into the left, and there was a big hullabaloo? They were kicking people out who wore the symbol. Um, this is like in twenty. This is I think must have been twenty nineteen. Hmm. Yeah, no. it must have been twenty nineteen because twenty twenty there was we didn't really have any games in the stadium. Anyways, there was a big hullabaloo about it, it across MLS, um, mostly Portland and Seattle, but then it sort of spread to other other cities. Not every city. But Minneapolis, uh, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul is, you know, very progressive. And, and a lot of us went really hard on the, the, the team in the front office. And there was calls back and forth. Anyways, ISC was able to use the collective power of, of all the SGs that are part of it to say, listen, MLS, you can't fuck around with this. This is not mm-hmm. a political statement. Um, you can't, so you can't ban this as a thing that you because they were trying to use say it's a political a political stance. And so that they could ban the, the symbol from the stadium. And so. Mm-hmm. In fact, MLS had been using the ISE, uh, had been using that iron, that iron Front logo in advertisements for years, um, maybe unbeknownst to them, because mm-hmm. they would take pictures of Seattle and Portland, and, and it was flying there all the time. Anyways, okay. so that's kind of the, that's the overarching thing about what ISE is, is able to do, but really it's about sort of connecting supporters. That's like the main mm-hmm. crux of what ISE does is tra- tra- trading best practices, um, you know, working, talking with other uh, supporter groups about like how it is to work with their front offices. If we're trying to do away travel, um, mm-hmm. you know, best practices for, Hey, we want to, we, we need to, we need to make a TIFO. We want to rig it. Like what's, who do we talk to? And someone's like, Oh, Hey, we have a TIFO rigging system. That's just like that. Talk to us, DM us and we'll, and we'll, we'll get on a phone call or whatever. So it's more of a um, coalition building, um, mm-hmm. trading, trading, trade secrets, uh, uh, <laughs> that sort of oh. thing. How can we help each other? Right, mm. pretty much. So that is that is like what the IC generally does is an overarching organization year round, and then every year they have a, a conference that everybody gets together, trade scarves, trade beer, and basically trade war stories. Like 
here's what we had to do with our fucking front office and here's what happened here's the result of that or here's what we're working on like here's what we here's what we're trying to we're stumbling over has anybody like had this problem or had this issue um and so and this is basically like shoot the shit drink a lot um if you're in a place where it's legal eat slash smoke a lot of weed um and just generally you know hang out with other like-minded soccer people and it's really cool because it's a really diverse group of people um like age-wise, ethnicity, pe- like, pe- like where people come from, like there's lawyers in that room. There's people who are, you know, um, it's just, a, it's a very, very diverse. Um, I mean, mo- it's it's a lot, it's very white, obviously, obviously, but in terms of like looking across like what n- normal supporter groups look like, it's, it's actually quite, quite diverse. And so there's lots of panels on different topics. Um, you know, there's league breakout so that you can basically talk shit about the league and, and trying to figure out a plan of action if there's anything that's come up. Luckily, MLS has been relatively quiet on that front. Um, NWSL, on the other hand, like was not. And so I think I heard their meeting got quite contentious because people are just like really pissed off with NWSL. Mm-hmm. Hopefully some of that has changed recently with some of the NWSL news. And then, yeah, it's just there's some social events. Um, really just hanging out, meeting new people. Um, you know, I've never been to I, I'm, I was officially the alt, like alternate rep, Rob. Um, uh, was the was the Red Loons rep, but he moved out to Seattle, and so now I'm officially the the Red Loons rep. And and Michael Barefoot is uh going to be stepping in form other Red Loon as the uh, alternate Red Loons rep for the next year. Or so it's pretty cool. Uh, MJ, you my might, first yeah. question: uh, Who's there representing the Red Loons, and who is there representing the Dark Clouds? Uh, so me, Michael, Rob, Peterson, and um, God, why am I blanking? Ryan, uh, who does uh, yep. Ryan accounting, accounting. Yeah, Zumson. I, I was playing. I know it's a Z name. Um, <clears throat> for the dark clouds, it was uh, Maggie, Sam, Megan, and Nick. So Nick Moore, who's the president or vice president of Dark Clouds. Sam Solberg, who's the president of the Dark Clouds. Maggie Meyer, who's on the Wonderwall board, uh, and Megan Weber, who's on the D4C board and also on the uh, uh, dark clouds board what's um, the, the uh the charity arm or no not yep. not t4c the um uh, do good shit dgs that's what i meant dgs the do good shit board yep. um so and then uh cory burrington from true north elite was was there as well so that's we had minnesota actually had one of the larger contingents okay uh, uh, uh contingents of people um especially for you know a small soccer city like you know soccer state like minnesota is and then finally to keep to wrap this up one what name one panel you went to um i mean i went to several different ones i think the one i i, I went to the dealing with your front office um was one which was like the first one <laughs> which is why um, he keeps using it as a, his example yeah um, yeah i picked up on that the uh burn it all down podcast uh they did a live podcast taping there which was really cool wow that's awesome yeah and then um, the, oh man, now I'm blanking on it. There was a really cool one from the, um, I'll try to remember the name of it, but it uh, was the, from like the Western State Forum. No, no, Western State Forum. Oh, now I'm blanking on the name of it, but everything I went to is super cool. Um, I mean, some of it much more useful than other things, um, but it is, I think it's a, a really interesting uh, conference i'll be I'm super excited to go again next year next year so this conference rotates 
the parts of the country every every year so it's eastern then then central and then or western central then eastern so portland was western was actually hosted by technically by the rose city riveters so the uh the portland thorns sg nice um next year it's in the central so minnesota is putting together a bid uh the red loons dark clouds and tne are going to hopefully combine you know i think the plan is for all us to combine um i think everybody i, I think everybody's on board to, to do it and we're going to try and host it and it's always in january it's always like that uh second or third weekend in january so it's going to be really hard trying to convince people to come to minnesota in the middle of fucking january yeah, but we're going to try it. we're going to try i think it sounds like the other two cities that are thinking about it are denver and, and chicago which either would be cool too get but out of the race don't even think about it no Dream no this is this this is something we're very we've been talking about for a long time and and putting it together and but I'm just so. saying don't blow your load on a race with Chicago for the Midwest oh like fuck, save fuck your Chicago. goodness for Olympic twenty thirty five or whatever no fuck Chicago we're gonna we're gonna take it we I think we're gonna put together a really awesome bid so in January um, yeah. I'm sorry it's, but you're it's fucking wrong. cold as shit in Chicago too what are you talking about but people are willing because Chicago is the new york of the midwest i don't i don't care about your east coast bias jess so uh <laughs> it's a conscious bias yeah all right well let's let's get into united news unless you have any other questions on iscmj no okay cool uh all right so some of the united news that's happened over the course of the last couple of weeks uh luisa maria saga continues we have no idea if he's coming to minnesota or if he's going to Newell, Newell's old boys uh, Argentinian club. Um, MJ, yeah, do you I have think any he's other? Staying in Argentina. Yeah, I would assume as much as well. But stranger things have happened. Former host of the pod, Dan Wade, released a tweet that of an article that was saying that his national team, his Paraguayan manager, said he he didn't want Amaria going to MLS, and so that has a lot of weight, right? It, 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 is this like when it I lose my spot in the national team? I lose a starting spot on the national team, or I you know I'm not on the national team because I'm too far away to come for practices or what you know like that carries a lot of weight. Uh, sure. Paraguay is also ninth place in uh, World Cup qualifying, so <laughs> fuck his national. Or team he just says <laughs> once you go MLS, they always want to get back. better, right? You you always want to get better, so. Or he's like, uh, you're too young. You have you're skipping the best part. You next you go to Europe, and then you go to MLS to die. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would imagine the Paraguayan national team manager doesn't know much about MLS and, and how it's uh, grown up in the last several years. So, anyways, uh, we'll we'll talk more, talk more about Luis Maria when we know more about Luis Maria. Um, no, he's not pork chop. No, that's that's Juan Chope. Um, I keep getting them uh, Roman, confused, and I don't know why. Yeah. They don't look anything like each other. They do not. Luis Amaria is a tiny, with tiny their, man. The way their names look to me on the page. Anyway. Sure. Uh, all right. So Loon's buyout, Thomas Chacon. Uh, that was something that we kind of all saw coming for for a while now. Um, they made it official. They made it official. He's going to be staying in South America, probably with Liverpool. I would imagine the the the. South American Liverpool team. The Blue Liverpool. The Blue Liverpool team. Uh, Minnesota United hires Don Fuller as their head athletic trainer. 
so this is an interesting one. He used to be the head trainer for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and then he went to Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes, and was assistant trainer. And actually, ta- I chatted a little bit with Dan in a Slack about this. I was like, cool. So he went from a head trainer to of a hockey team to the assistant trainer of a hockey team. Like, color me impressed with that. But Dan rightfully pointed out to me that um, apparently the Phoenix, and this is something I would have no idea, and nor would anybody know. Apparently, the Phoenix Coyotes have a pretty uh, robust and impressive uh, uh, training athletic training tree mm-hmm. so some of their uh their trainers go on to do really good things so he sounds like he took a step down in terms of like title to get some experience and then he's taking a step back up so we've known all of the injury woes that minnesota united has had over the last couple of years so hopefully this is a step in the right basically ever since um damian uh, Roden was fired well yeah well no but but even before that like uh who was the uh, trainer before him um, what was her name? I'm why am I blanking on her name right She's now? She's still there, right? I don't think so. I thought she oh, left. Really? I think that's what oh, I think right, that's why right. they hired. The, the, we, yeah, we, lost they, we lost her to yeah, a national incredible. team. Yeah, we lost her to a national team or something. And then so yeah. She won so, awards. So the, yeah. So this is hopefully a step in the right direction. So uh MJ, you want to take the next one? Steve McPherson, former Minnesota United writer and podcaster, leaves. The club for Zeus Jones, which is a branding agency. Uh, Zeus Jones, the branding agency that I believe Minnesota United used when after Dr. Bill bought the club. They yep, come up with that's correct. <clears throat> the amazing loon logos and black, blue, and gray that we all know and love now. So I will miss him. He is a wealth of pop culture literature movies music and he tried to bring that pop culture into his writing about balloons and i know he was heavily edited or somewhat constricted since he writes for the team and it has to be very positive about the team right and so understanding his limitations i i thought he did a really good job it will be interesting to see who they bring in next yeah i don't know i should maybe throw my uh hat in the ring off to uh give up the podcast, but <laughs> uh, that's, that's sad to see him go. I know, I know uh, Steve's uh, brother, Sean, pretty well from uh, uh, high respects and um, we went to uh, school together. So um, trivia mafia, trivia, trivia mafia. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, be, I like Steve a lot. Um, he's always been, you know, he's been a real, like say what you want about some of the people in the front office and, and you know, on the marketing side and all that. He's always been a real, like a real dude. So good for him. Uh, Zeus Jones, if you haven't seen it, um, Jess, you should try to Google and see if you can find it, or I can see if I can find it. Zeus Jones, um, like the branding book that they did for potential Minnesota United jerseys. It's fucking amazing. Like they, there's, there's so many good ideas in there. I mean, the team went with one I thought was great. I think there were better ones in there, but um, it's, it's, there's no, there's, there's an, I know there's a link out there somewhere in the, in the internet it's a project so. page project page i think so yeah yeah it's so it's so cool um so yeah take a look at that after after you're done with the podcast so uh all right loons preseason we finally have some matches to talk or a match to talk about at least after two weeks of dilly dallying around um but first uh heath was down in orlando and gave an interview to cal williams of all of all people of course and basically said that we need there were two or three more players away which is classic Classic Keith. Uh, I didn't even, I don't even think I responded to that 
uh, that Cal Williams post because I was just like either from my personal account or from the Dave's I know account because I'm just like he's he's just doing this to fuck with us and and I think we finally like I I finally was like I'm not gonna I'm gonna try to avoid I'm my New Year's resolution to myself was try not to be as reactionary as I am on Twitter I've already failed that a couple of times and I had to apologize <laughs> um, to some people I still think that's a good goal for you but it is a good goal and it's I'm specifically with this fucking team because. That can mm-hmm. that, it can spiral pretty quickly, and so I'm trying to just read read the tweets and then not respond to them. Uh, I know some people have like tagged me in some stuff to, or tagged the Dave's I know in some stuff, and I'm just like kind of got to be like, guys, I can't. I'm trying. I'm trying to be trying to be better, trying to be good about this, trying to be positive about the team and about the season. And I always go into the season, the season positive, but I, like I, you know, it quickly turns negative. I'm trying to just maintain. <laughs> season or you know in between you know we can't blame you for having a little bit of a hangover Zeller. <laughs> anyways so that's uh so that was that um to you know Heath says two or three more players is basically you know when it's about to turn february um more or less it's like a it's like someone a, pointed out a that, holiday that this should be every team every year right every year right. you should try to get two to three players better better <laughs> and it's so generic it always applies but right and and i agree with that the problem is you cannot say that the two or three players that we get every year are the ones we're waiting for right or or they're making us better right like right we do how many of the ones that were making us room. better did you fuck heath <laughs> right so we actually played a game uh, on Saturday uh, down we in did. Orlando. Yeah, um, we couldn't against watch two, it. David. Against two. Against Chicago Fire of all teams. Without uh, Calvo. Without Calvo. Sans Calvo. Uh, unfortunately, this game was not streamed. It was streamed to the Chicago Fire fans because the Fire were technically the home team. So mm-hmm. theoretically, you probably could have used a VPN to go into Because you need to be within 75 miles of Chicago, apparently. I don't know. I didn't. I was busy on Saturday, so I didn't have I didn't have time to to try. Anyways, Minnesota starting eleven was more or less a uh, a starting eleven for Minnesota United. Sands a couple people. Uh, Tyler Miller started in goal with Devin Paddleford, who we'll talk about in a minute. Bakai Debasi, Brent Coleman, DJ Taylor across the back line. Obviously, um, Michael Boxall is not in camp yet. He's still playing with the New Zealand national team. I think Chase Gasper picked up a knock uh, in training, so that's why he didn't start. Um, Chikori Hayes, Will Trap, uh, Budanadi, Emmanuel Reynoso, and Nico Hansen, and then uh, Adrian Hu as well um, played in this game. So that is that could more or less be a starting eleven for Minnesota if the season started tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any any thoughts on the lineup? Uh, I didn't see they apparently they they brought in a bunch of reserves and trialists in the second half. Uh, MLS, uh, dot com, MLSoccer.com did not have a uh, who the, the rotations were for Minnesota. They did for Chicago for some reason, but not for Minnesota. So I don't know if any first team players came in. I would imagine uh, Dane probably got the second half uh, of the match. So um, anyways, yeah. Any, any brief thoughts on the starting 11? MJ Anon has some has some ideas on why only the Chicago players were released and not the Minnesota players released, but you know, that's that's not for me to share here. Yeah, what's not what's not share that? That's extra paid <laughs> Patreon content. Yeah, 
Uh, uh, this is me trying to be a, a good MJ Anon filter. There are things that I think are worth you guys knowing, and this stuff we is just yeah no. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, so the last bit of sort of loons news here is uh, the mention that named Devin Paddleford that um, if you follow, Ooh. yeah, if you follow the U, the Minnesota U nineteen team, do you guys know we have a U nineteen team? I, I Anyways, don't know what teams we have, we don't have, and who. Wait, Minnesota has a U nineteen team now. Is this because they started that U fourteen team way back when, and now it's yes. Correct. Uh, yeah. So, I'm, I'm playing with the two to three year olds. You, you guys, you guys cannot talk at the same time. You guys cannot talk at the same time. I swear to God, you cannot talk at the same time. One of you just needs to shut the fuck up. Okay. Cool. I'm leaving this in, by the way. Okay. All right. Devin Paddleford, <laughs> who you may know from the Minnesota United U19 team. Yes, we have a U19 team. Uh, he is actually from Woodbury. Uh, he actually got a really nice, a uh, uh, little, really greeter wrote write up piece. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday, or maybe even was today. Um, about the kid, he's a defender. Like I said, U nineteen player. He's left footed, so he's a you know backup for Chase Gasper potentially. He is committed to play for St. Louis University. I think in the fall of uh, next year, but there is talk that he's doing so well with the team that they might sign him to a pro contract, um, and uh, then have him avoid. Uh, playing for st louis even if he went and played for st louis we would i think retain his uh rights so he wouldn't we wouldn't lose him to the draft if he went and played for a year or two and then signed a contract but it sounds like with mos uh pro next or whatever the fuck they're calling the this, this new is league. why i can't keep track right exactly Who's that? i can i can barely that, that's the the reserve team that we talked about a, a few about a month ago that they're just starting so Did basically you MOS, see the, the quote in the write-up about Devin from Heath about uh, Devin, he's like, "Oh, he's just smashing!" And it, it's he's nine. He's from the U nineteen team. If he got moved up to take an MLS contract with Minnesota United, I do not trust Heath to not like do anything with him. He need yeah. just. Go to St. Louis University, my child. Run. <laughs> do, you, do you know who else went to St. Louis University? No. Patrick Weah. There you go. Patrick Weah. Just trying to Anyways, connect the dots. Connect the dots for everyone. So, I mean, there's there's a very decent possibility that he does sign a, a professional contract, and I would imagine he would not play with the first team with with Minnesota United proper. That he more likely would play with the Minnesota United two, the uh, next pro. the second the next pro team, the, the, basically the reserves team, he may get, then in that case, then he, he gets some potential matches in like an open cup or when they play Paderborn um, in May or whatever, whenever the fuck that game is, you know, he could play with the first team or, you know, with a, a bit of a first team or whatever. So the, the, the wanking off gesture friendly that we talked about in the previous episode. Right. Right. Yeah. That fucking team. All right. That brings us to the end of Minnesota United news. Uh, quickly, if you're going, are you going, are you guys going to the U.S. men's national team game on Wednesday at Allianz? Oh, no. I was, I was gifted a ticket thanks to my cousin and listener, Dan. So thank you, Dan. Yay! Awesome. Well, I'll be there too. Uh, you know, assuming it's me and Anna are planning on going, I'm assuming Anna will go. Um, so yeah, so Minnesota United, uh, this was announced 
week and a half ago, I think, um, is partnering with Clear uh, for uh, vaccination. So basically, they're partnering with the Clear app, uh, C-L-E-A-R. Um, you can go download the app and you can input your information. You take some pictures and stuff. I think there's going to be a, a basically like at the airport, there'll be a clear, mm-hmm. uh, you know, quick line or whatever. And so they're going to just... target you for the rest of your life to get that clear pass for your airport. Right. Um, so I, I tr- so I did, I went on a little tweet. I, tw- I tweeted about this earlier today. I tried to download the app. I downloaded the app like last, last week and I've been trying to, get it it won't even let it won't even let me take my picture and i've been trouble i've literally like been myth messaging back in member with member services they give me i've done everything they've said and then finally i get a message today or yesterday it basically is like oh like what version of uh you know what you're making model of your phone and what you know what version of uh, your software are you running um android or i and ios and he's like android needs to be 12 which by the way so i have a samsung uh uh, and I run Android, obviously, and they literally just released the Android 12 operating service, like in November, mm-hmm. and they haven't rolled it out to all their their phones yet. So, like the, the Clear app only works with the most recent software, so they mm-hmm. it does not work with Android 11, which is what well, I currently you can't have. And develop I develop back compatibility. Two two months well, ago, app, I was on Android app, seven. I was on Android has, seven two months ago. So this app has existed for more than just four fucking months so well but if it's a whole new functionality to support a whole new service line it's it's not just yeah i don't just updating the basic app they're adding functions and features you know sure i don't yeah but i but there's nothing i can do to to, like i've tried pushing uh my phone to upload to uh to uh update and all that like i can't even force it to update to android 12 so I don't think I'll be using the clear app. <laughs> I don't understand why they wouldn't just then, install then, it. What's that, MJ? You should root it and then install a, you know, a hacked version of Android 12 just so you can get the clear app. I don't, that's, that's I don't need to do any of that for this bullshit. I, Anyways, you as don't a former need... IT uh, employee, I just want to say, don't do that. Correct. <laughs> so if, if anyone hasn't realized that I'm full of shit this entire podcast. <laughs> Right. Uh, so you don't need that. It's just, I think it'll be a shorter line basically is, is what I understand. Um, you just need a vaccination and negative test requirements. They do accept docket, you vaccination card or a photo of your card. If you have the, if you have docket, see the vaccinate your CDC card or your, or a photo of your card, you will need to show them your, your ID. So be prepared to have that. Um, so I would suggest with clear at all again. Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. Because they've, it's clearly they've been working with. It's not like they uh, in Jan- January first decided, oh, we should probably work, partner with an organization to do that or a, a company to do this. They've been working with Clear for months to have this capability ready. So mm-hmm. the fact that they kept telling us that they couldn't do this is um, the team couldn't do this for Minnesota United games uh, reeks of complete and utter bullshit. So that's a good question, Jess. I I don't know, but I think it's. I'm just. I just smell. I just smell funny business. It, yeah. it also reeks, though, of, of negligence from Minnesota United of always kind of being behind with communication, with planning, with organization. Right. Backpedaling. So yeah. I, would, I would say, David, if you want to give the team the benefit of the doubt that they have good intentions of trying to get this for Minnesota United games in the future – 
They just oh, really, they're just really I, slow. You know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't for sure. <laughs> I absolutely do not. Um, you know, I think it's the team could have done the team did a good job of the, the instructions of how to do it, but they could have. One thing that would have been nice to just throw in there is be like, hey, by the way, make sure your operating software is Android 12 or iOS 15.12.2. You know, whatever whatever the hell it was going to be, because that would have saved me. Yes. An hour and a half of like trying to figure out and emailing back and forth with people. If I just know, oh, I don't have the operating software for that. I would have downloaded it and tried to try to fucking upload the and like I was like turning off my Wi-Fi because the guy was like, don't turn off your Wi-Fi, delete the app, re-download the app. Yeah, yeah, all those tricks that you have to try. If they just if they just put in the in the email, like here's the operating software that you need, Android 12. And like I said, if they would have just put that in there, I would have went went to my software, I would have you know looked. Like, oh, I don't have that. I can't use it. Whatever. Anyways. I'm letting you go off on this tangent so I don't jump in because I have a lot to say on this topic if we're if we're tangentially speaking. But I'm trying to keep it, you know, fast and dirty. We don't yeah, have much news. We're not. We'll, we can discuss it more once we, uh, you know, have we get some definitive stance from the team on what they're going to be doing for home games this year. Because I they're <laughs> they are. They're kicking that can down the road as far as they possibly can. So if they're going to be partnering with clear uh, for the season, then I think that, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to, we don't want to have this conversation very no, quick. MJ and I uh, doesn't even want to have this conversation. <laughs> Speaking about kicking cans down the, down, down the road, you know, the, uh, there, there's somebody that got kicked down a lot of highways out West. Do you want to talk about that, David? Yeah. I was going to say um, our good friend, Frankie Calvo, Signed with the San Jose Earthquakes. Joining Jan so, Gregush out west. Joining Jan Gregush, um, Minnesota kid, Jackson Ewell. Uh, yeah, so that should be fun watching Frankie Calvo try to manmark people um, in Matias Almeida system. Uh, I heard it. I, I can't remember where it was. I, so I'm, I'm kind of stealing it, but I think it was, if it was on, I think it was must have been on Twitter. Basically someone saying, um, well, it might be better for Calvo to be in a man marking system because then he only has to focus on one person as opposed to <laughs> multiple defenders, which is where he tends to get fucked up is when he's trying to like keep an eye on two guys and also like see where the ball is so that he can try to steal it and, you know, make a gallivanting run. Anyways, so that'd be fun. That'll be, I mean, that's going to be that San Jose say what you will about San Jose. Um, that team will be, is fucking fun to watch play because the game's, are always batshit crazy. It's Neither always bad. four to three. Yeah, it's it's like four. It'll be like three to two with like two goals in, in like the final like fifteen minutes, or it'll be like six nothing to the other guys. So um, <laughs> it's they're always fun to watch. Get, you know, San Jose Earthquakes. Um, so good on you. Good on you, Frankie Cavill. This unfortunately, MJ, means that uh, Bobby Shuttleworth and Frank Cavill will not be playing on the same team for the first time in five years yeah. yeah this will be the first year of five years but they haven't been playing on the same team so wither the the bobby to frankie uh connection so but he still has white Olmsberg at the chicago fire on, on the true. back line so i feel like for those that are once a loon fans he's still got a couple loons on the chicago fire that can let in some goals for for us when we play them this year yeah, um, for sure. Uh, and then finally, before we take a break, um, the uh, you uh, yesterday, the uh, National 
U.S. National Soccer Hall of Fame uh, was announced. Um, oh, man, I forgot. To, I didn't. I was like, I'm just shut over. It doesn't play with uh, Chicago anymore. He's back up for Atlanta now. He's Brad Guzan's backup. Oh, he moved wow. to Atlanta. Yeah, he moved to Atlanta. So, um, so even, yeah, they, even Olmsburg is without another loon. That's He's, that is true. Wow. Yeah. I uh, all right. <clears throat> so the U.S. National Soccer Hall of Fame um, folks were announced yesterday and highlighting it were uh, Quint Dempsey who was the first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the two or three best American U.S. men's American soccer players of all time. Uh, Hope Solo and Shannon Box were also elected. Hope Solo, I think this is her second or third year. Um, she should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and then Shannon Box um, uh, also was elected a U.S. women's national team stalwart, um, really great player. All three, and then there's a couple other players. Um, do you have the Do you have it up, MJ? Who the other? I forgot to link the the story in the notes here. Uh, so Marco uh, Echeverri. Yeah, that's the other one. Linda Hamilton yeah. and Sa Baharmast. And I don't know. I don't know about Sa. So yeah. I don't know either. Uh, Etcheverry played um, in like early versions of MLS, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that name I know. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, our friend uh, Tony Sana was not uh, was not inducted to the Hall of Fame. Better luck next year. But I did just see, literally right before we started recording the podcast, and this will be the last thing before we take a break, is that uh, Tony is going to be recognized uh, by the city of St. Paul this week for all of the amazing stuff that Kim uh, and the Conway Rec Center does. He's also going Sweet. to be the he's also going to be the U.S. Uh, the the technically the quote unquote ambassador for the U.S. men's national team for this game. Um, I'm sure that he'll be on the field doing ceremonial stuff, probably uh, you know coin tosses or things like that. Whatever you know an uh, an ambassador does. Um, so that'll be that's really cool. I mean, Tony's been. I don't know if you've been over to the east side of St. Paul, but the the dome is up now, which is really fucking cool. Um, they had a. Uh, uh, arson back in like june so they they have like just recover recovered from that like back in you know late late summer early fall and they still haven't they, that arson is still un uh, unsolved so um it's been a really interesting and weird year for tony and, and the sauna foundation uh and the conway rec center too but uh the other thing i'll point out is uh february 26th is the sauna gala for goals so if you're thinking about getting fancied up and, and having some cocktails and bidding on some stuff or just hanging out with fellow soccer people. Um, not sure if we'll go this year. Uh, it's always really fun though. So I highly encourage people to, and it's for, um, for a very, very good cause. It's over at the um, river center in downtown St. Paul. So mm-hmm. it's always super fun. So if you can go MJ, last thing. On the hall of fame, S.A. Baharmas was a Iranian American football referee. And he actually supervised two matches during the 1998 World Cup in France. Cool. cool. So awesome. uh, good on him. And the other tidbit about the induction ceremony on May 21st at Toyota Stadium is that also with the class of 2022 will be Christy Pierce Rampone, who was inducted in 2021, but she deferred her induction probably due to COVID reasons. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Cool. Well, that's a good class of people that are going in. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk Minneapolis City, Minnesota Aurora, and some world soccer. We'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want you. 
And we're back from our very, very quick break. Uh, all right, let's jump in. Minneapolis City Minutes. Uh, MJ, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on with Minneapolis City right now? Well, on January 19th, they announced the USL League 2 Central Conference Deep North Division. And in the Deep North are FC Manitoba, Thunder Bay Chill, St. Croix SC, that's the one out of Stillwater, Minneapolis City SC, Des Moines Menace, and Peoria City. So those are the so teams that we'll be playing in, uh, in, this year. In the division, for those counting at home that struggle with their fingers, that's 16. <laughs> and yep. due to the nature of USL League 2, they also dropped their schedule. Some of these teams, we play fucking three times. So I don't like that. I'm a math nerd, balanced schedule guy. Everyone plays the same home and away. We do play every team home and away at least once. Uh, Peoria City and I want to say St. Croix are two that we play three times, and we might play another another team three times. Yeah. Uh, one, you'll notice that um, I think the reason they did that, they're doing that that way is because uh, there's a very notable uh, admission uh, absence from this um, this list of teams. Omission. Oh. Omission. Well, I, I know the one I'm thinking of. Which one are you thinking of? Yeah, no, it's the Green Bay Voyagers. Yeah, they are taking the year off. Yeah, they suspended uh, the for the year. However, we'll talk about their women's side in yes, a minute because their women's exciting. side is still going, which is very cool. Yeah. The the big things, I think, the big takeaways here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we play St. Croix and Peoria City uh, three times. Peoria City here two times, I think. And then St. Croix, we play in Stillwater twice as well as once here. Um, big notes here. Des Moines Menace is the, is the reigning uh conference champion and i think they might even be the league two Na champions national championship national champion yeah so and i think uh so they'll, those that'll be a, a fun tough match um the other note i just very very cursorily looked at their schedule when minneapolis city goes to play that there's so you you also know there's two teams in canada in this uh in this uh scenario they only away make trip. one one away trip to canada they play both teams over the span of like four days. So Thursday, it's a Thursday, think, Sunday. Yep. So it, it's great um, for the team because then they don't have to like try to get into Canada twice um, with all of the COVID restrictions and visa issues and all of that stuff. So, and if you are a fan of Minneapolis city, um, I mean, I've been to Thunder Bay years and years and years ago uh, when the same for the St. Paul with the St. Paul saints, when they used to play against Thunder Bay, um, there's nothing fucking to do in Thunder Bay. Uh, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure where FC Manitoba is. I'm guessing there's not a ton to do in FC Manitoba. You probably uh, get that, some, it's, that's Winnipeg. There's stuff. To oh, do in okay. Winnipeg. There's stuff to do in Winnipeg. Fair enough. That's a fair point. There's stuff to do in Winnipeg, but you could probably make a very fun trip out of it if you wanted to travel around with the team. If you wanted to go to Canada, so um, if for some luck. reason I'm able to afford to go, let's go five pin bowling. It's a blast. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a, it's a. It's not as it's what it's about a 10 hour drive to Winnipeg. Yeah, sounds about right. Something like that. So yeah, so it's not a terribly long drive. You can make it, you could do it in a day. Like I said, if you want to hang out in Canada for, for a few days. Um I mean I would go I would go to every any other city pretty much in Canada other than Winnipeg, but major city. Oh, I love Winnipeg. 
I love Canada. I take this back. Cal- fucking fuck Calgary and pretty much fuck Edmonton too. Like I guess Winnipeg is is above Edmonton and Calgary, but <clears throat> otherwise, these sound like hockey based opinions. No, it's yeah, no, it's based on where the fuck they are in Canada. I grew up in Thief River Falls, hockey, Minnesota. Eh? It's only seventy miles from the border, and it was only about four and a half hours to Winnipeg. We would go up there. It's a fun city. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Sure it is. Uh, All right. Uh, Matt Van Benscotten was officially retained as the head coach for... Van Scoten. Van Scoten. Sorry. Yeah, I always fuck that up. Um, Who was on the podcast uh, a few months ago. So um, congrats to him. Uh, They're going to hopefully announce... I think think they said they announced assistant coaches next week. Am I I reading that correctly or is that this week? This week. But the only one they've announced is Tori Burnett. Tori Burnett's coming back as Matt's assistant for the USL two side, which is super awesome because she knows soccer and she knows the players and she's a really good coach. Awesome. I mean, they're going to need a, a few because they're going to be playing in MPSL as well. This is, so we mentioned the USL league too. They're also going to be playing, have a team in MPSL uh, this year as well. So there's going to be, they're going to have be several players. Um, they're going to need lots of players and lots of coaches. And, and then finally, yeah. they're still in the US open cup for this year as well as of right now they are yes they have not been kicked out yet so good for them uh and then finally the minneapolis city general meeting uh which is the meeting where they they're very transparent club they talk about all their finances uh their fundraising efforts all the <clears throat> league stuff that'll be next thursday uh the 10th uh at 6 30 at Uda Pills. um i don't think you necessarily need to be a member to attend but it's if you are a member it's a really great opportunity to drink some beers, talk Minneapolis city, meet your fellow um, Minneapolis city, um, you know, members. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like it's been a long day drinks. I, I drink some really good beer. Udipils has really, really good those beer. Those of you that think this is just going to be some stupid bar graphs and pie charts that Dan Hudeman throws up on a projector and like what it, it's way more than that. It's actually I mean, very fun. There are stupid bar graphs and, chi- and pie charts. There but- are. I mean, there are as there should be. They're talking budgets here, and they're talking about how money comes in and how money gets spent, and whatever. I always learn something when I go. It's super fun just to see people in the off season. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then their season kicks off, I believe, uh, May eighth or ninth. So uh, the USL league Sunday May eighth, three p.m. Baby. Yeah. So at Augsburg. So that's not too far away. That's only like you know, four months away from right now. So uh, three months away from right now, basically. So, uh, all right. And then Minnesota Woso, our Minnesota Woso segment is no longer the Minnesota Woso segment. We'll need to think of a catchy name for the Minnesota Aurora FC. Cause that was the new name of the, of the USL uh, W2 uh, team that was announced uh, officially on Thursday, uh, last Thursday at noon. Um, I dropped the, if you haven't seen it, Guys, I I know you've seen MJ. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Jess. I dropped the their new logo in the dock. It's really cool. Um, I voted for Foxfire. I really, really wanted Foxfire. I knew that was once Aurora and the branding for Aurora was announced, it was I knew it was gonna be a slam dunk and um yeah, it was gonna win. So uh I'm not I'm not I mean, all three were great. The Arctic was great, Foxfire was great with the, the uh, Arctic with the, the polar branding- bear 
by all female designers, if I understand right. Yep. Yep. The, the, the branding for each of the three names was fucking incredible. Yeah. So they did any, all three of them would have been great. Um, like I said, I, Aurora's is really good. I, I just picked up, uh, um, I saw the scarf on Thursday during the U S uh, El Salvador game. They, um, gave away a couple of scarves to people at, at the black heart. And so I, and Bill McGuire won a scarf. So I actually got to see yeah. the scarf up front. The scarf is fucking great. I'm really excited for more, um, merch with the, just with like the, the, the badge, um, you can get merch right now if you go to uh, mnaurora.com, mnaurora.com. You can click on shop and you can see the merch that they have available right now. They have some stuff for pre-order. Stuff is going to be happening. They're going to be adding more stuff, I'm sure. They did have some pop-up shops over the weekend. Unfortunately, we were not able to. I I went to the Blackheart one on Sunday. I'm sure they'll be doing pop-up shops um, whenever they can, wherever they can. Um, especially, you know, since a lot of the people live in, in St. Paul, probably at the Black Art more than once before the season starts. And the league also today announced their division alignments. Uh, Minnesota Aurora FC is going to be in the Heartland division, and that will contain Chicago City SC, which is a team in Chicago, the Chicago Dutch Lions FC, which is also a Chicago-based team, obviously, uh, the aforementioned Green Bay Glory in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, Caw Valley FC, which is down in Lawrence, Kansas, and the St. Louis Lions uh, down in St. Louis, Missouri. So not a close at close rivalry like Minneapolis City has with um, St. Croix, but Green Bay is not so far away that you couldn't make a, a road trip. And then I know Minnesota Aurora will be announcing their venue um, soon. I don't they don't think they have a specific date. Ooh. But I think they'll they'll be announcing a venue uh, relatively relatively soon. And the I other thing too about the, about the merch that was going to be revealed with the kits. No? Uh, yeah, with I think it is with the kits, which uh, apparently I've not seen, but I've heard from people who have that people are going to fucking lose their shit on the I'm kits. Sure. Like people people lost their shit when the, they did the brand reveal. I mean, gonna, even you, I'm going to buy one of these fuckers, right? Right. So, so yeah, and so it doesn't I, even have flamingos on it. Whatever. <laughs> So I don't think they've actually officially announced when they're going to do the kit reveal, but I imagine it'll happen sometime soon. Cause I know, I think they will be announcing that now that they've announced the league, the division alignments, uh, they will probably need to announce schedules pretty soon as well. So I know they have a, a stadium locked up, um, but they just haven't announced it yet. So they're probably just doing all that, that stuff. So uh, cool. Any, anything else on Aurora? Um, and you guys have any thoughts on anything there or, should we move on to the rest of the world? Let's broaden our horizons. Let's get worldly. All right. We'll broaden our horizons and we'll we'll be quick here. Um, we've been following the AFCON, uh, the African Cup of Nations. Uh, round of 16 happened uh, basically over the weekend. Uh, Cameroon, the host, beat Gambia 2-0. Uh, Gambia, the, I think, was the, small, is the second smallest country in the tournament or was the smallest country in the tournament. Um, anyways, their Cinderella story ends. Uh, Burkina Faso uh, won, Tunisia zero, uh, Egypt two, Morocco one, and Senegal three, Equatorial Guinea one. So that means we have a semifinal of Burkina Faso uh, with literally a coup going on in their country right now versus Senegal, which has Sadio Mane on Wednesday at 1 p.m. 
and then uh, I'm familiar with the history of Burkina Faso they have had a coup d'etat attempt in 2015 2016 and now 2022 yeah Uh, stability is not one of the things uh I believe formerly known as upper Volta um that that region in that that country uh has has issues with if if you want to know more about that I would say uh Download the Minnesota football show. They, uh, Eric Silver Bedman does, uh, has a little more history and stuff on that and, um, talks about how the, the, the people who are doing the coup right now are taking credit for the Burkina Faso, um, team's performance as yeah. like a, as like a rah, rah, rah sort of thing. Uh, so that's Nationalism. on Wednesday. At one, yeah. Wednesday at 1 PM. Let's, let's go Senegal, uh, basically. And then, uh, Thursday at 1 PM, Cameroon, who's the host of the tournament, uh, play Egypt, uh, who has Mo Salah. So it's um, go go Egypt on that one. Uh, Cameroon, actually, we had something we didn't talk about. There was a, a tragedy that happened a week and a half ago uh, where it happened something similar to um, uh, it, it, it was a situation that happened. It, it, there was something actually quite similar happened at uh, Wembley for the Euros finals uh, this past summer. Um, but no one died, but like not, I believe nine people were crushed to death when a gate wasn't open and people were trying to get in to oh, no. the match for a, for a Cameroon match. I believe it was their round of 16, I think oh, maybe in the round, round of 16 game. Um, or maybe it was their final group stage match. Either way, it was a Cameroon match and yeah, I believe nine people were killed. It's very similar to Hillsborough, uh, where people were literally mm-hmm. pushed up against a fence and, and crushed to death and it was it's just mm. it's a terrible terrible thing um cameroon has you know continued to host the tournament they, they basically dropped any pretense of covid restrictions and and vaccine because originally i believe vaccines were required to get into the stadiums they basically have just stopped checking on that stuff so mm. it'll be interesting to see what happens um in terms of you know virus surges once these uh matches are are all said and done um which is unfortunate so but the semifinals are happening uh, this week, Wednesday and Thursday, set at 1 p.m. And then Sunday, um, they'll play the third place game at 10 a.m. And the final at 1 p.m. So I'm rooting for a Senegal-Egypt final, uh, which would be cool because Senegal and Egypt will play each other in uh, Af- in uh, uh, CAF World Cup qualifying in uh, in a few months. <laughs> uh, so home and home. Mo Salah and, and Sadio Mane have to play each other to want, for one to qualify for, for the World Cup in Qatar. I'm just saying, as someone who's not Liverpool biased, that I would love to see Cameroon get an upset here. They have two MLS players, uh, Nuhutolo from the Seattle Sounders and Olivier Mbaizo from Philadelphia Union play on that squad. I think Cameroon's probably the favorite in this game, man, honestly. You think so? Yeah, they've been playing really good in this tournament. I've watched Cameroon. I've watched most of their matches. They've been playing they, really, and, really and well. And they're the host. And they're the host. Um, Egypt is is good. There's a few good players. I mean, Mosala obviously is you know, it, it want it, you know the best or if one of the best players in the world right now. But he also Egypt does also doesn't have the the resources yeah, right. running that he does at at Liverpool. So I would say Cameron's probably the favorite. I think Senegal is probably the favorite in uh, in that match again on Wednesday against uh, Burkina Faso. So um, Senegal is. They they got through the the group stage, um, scoring I believe one goal, uh, and then they've 
all of a sudden decided to start scoring. Sadio Mane had an absolute banger of a goal, probably concussed and probably shouldn't have been on the field when he scored it in the uh, uh, round of 16. But uh, it was still a pretty amazing goal. So, Mohamed El Nene from Arsenal is, is is on Egypt. You know, right? Yeah, it's 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 yeah. That's but he. You're right. He doesn't have as he doesn't have as many upper level players as Cameroon. And for the type of and, and for the type of game that that Salah wants to play, that pressing and all that, like Egypt plays the same style, but they just you watch an Egypt game and you watch a Liverpool game, and you're like, okay. Here's how Liverpool does it. And then you watch Egypt try to do it. Here's how a lesser team, even with Mo Salah, one of the best players in the world, here's how they do it. And it's a vast difference. So, which that's what, you know, that's any, any team that, you know, national team versus a, uh, versus a club team, right? You have all that cohesion as a club team. So it's to be expected. And more uh, money. And more money. Exactly. Uh, MJ, you want to tell us anything about uh, AFC qualifying? South Korea beat Lebanon. Oh. And so I'm super happy that they, they went away to Lebanon and, and beat Lebanon. Iraq also played Iran and that's always a shit show. So I forget. It, I believe Iran won that one nil. Someone can correct me on that, but yeah. Well, this, I can't uh, correct you on that. That's this, all I got. This is still um This like is the groups. last round before the stupid playoff stuff. Okay. Yeah, so, Iran beat Iran beat Iraq one nothing. So um so who it's is it the top two? The top two from each group go in in group B it is, I believe. Iran and Korea clearly Iran and South Korea are clearly gonna go yeah. through. So group A, they're they're in group A. Uh they're Iran's on 19 points, South Korea's on 17. In group B, it's a little more packed. Saudi Arabia's on 19, so they're through. Japan is on 15, and Australia's on 14. So yeah, Japan and Australia are are, are buying for that fourth for sure in spot. Yeah. And Japan and oh, will have to play the other third place team. For a oh. chance to play New Zealand or whoever. Yeah. Oh, no. No. For a, a chance to play Comable's fifth place team. Uh, yeah. No, there's there's more matches after tomorrow. Right, right, right. No, I'm just saying when, when AFC's round three is done. Oh, okay. The two third place teams play each other. Yeah. I believe it. I believe at a home and home. And then the aggregate winner of, of that match plays Comable fifth place. Right. Right. So, so, yeah. so uh, cool. W- which means they're probably not going to get in, but you, you never know. Like, I yeah. mean, if, if, it's, if it's Uruguay versus, versus uh, Australia, that, that could be a toss up. You don't know. That's true. That is true. Uh, Okay, and then um, very quickly, because I don't want to belabor the point here, some CONCACAF Men's World Cup qualifying. Uh, the first cup, first match of this uh, of this round, uh, Mexico beat Jamaica 2-1. to one. Uh, Our old pal Damian Lowe got a red card in the first half, and then Jamaica scored to make it one to nothing, and Jamaica was winning one nothing with playing down 10 men. 
and Mexico came, came storming back. They didn't really come storming back because they scored their last two goals very, very late. I won't say it's a bullshit red card, but I am really surprised that after a VAR review, this is a VAR reviewed play, that they decided to get, give the red card. Well, it is the Damian Lowe that we know and love. So Yeah, he's aggressive, but the Mexican player was the one that was late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, USA won, El Salvador nothing. Uh, this is a... a, a Butt clencher the entire time, to say the least, even though <laughs> even though USA pretty much dominated most of this match, and El Salvador didn't really have they had one semi decent chance with Alex Roldan shooting wider than net, but uh, other than that, USA pretty much contained El Salvador. Uh, Canada beat Honduras, I forgot the score, and Costa Rica beat Panama one to nothing. This is like a perfect, almost a perfect uh, set of results for the USA. USA went four points clear of Panama, uh, uh, who's in fourth place, um, stayed, you know, one point uh, or level on points with Mexico. The way they have them in goal differential, stayed the one point behind Canada. Um, everything was set up for the USA to go to Canada and you know, if not win, eke out a draw. Um, what did the USA do? They went to Canada and got outplayed, outclassed. It was just, it was embarrassing. Uh, Canada beat USA two nothing yesterday up in without Hamilton, Ontario without their probably two of their best players. Honestly, um, the, I can't remember what the guy, the other guy's name who's uh, out as well, but yeah, Alfonso Davies out with, uh, Jonathan David didn't play. No, Jonathan David also played, uh, uh, uh Sia Vichu, um, oh, okay. yeah, okay. Who's been one, like, you know, he's like, he's a midfielder. But yeah. But he's, he's arguably, you, you can make the case between, Jonathan David, Kyle Lahren, or Tejan Buchanan, who's who's like, and and Ciavicu, who is the best, second best Canadian player. <clears throat> Anyways, but, game was a lot closer than than two nothing. Obviously, the, the Canada scored a uh, basically an empty netter <laughs> to use hockey parlance uh, in the basically ten seconds before the whistle blew. Mm. Um, but Canada deserved to win this game. Kyle Lahren scores in the seventh minute. That's Keith Keith Listener Lahren. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this goal is funny because uh, what Matt Turner did was basically he kicked it straight to Canada and then Canada like turned and passed and passed and then scored. This is what I do pretty, <laughs> pretty religious, like regularly once every three games, I will, I will have like a, a, a like a free kick, uh, you know, or, you know, um, you goal kick, kick from my box, a goal kick, and I will, I will, I will line up. I'll run. I'll kick it. And I'll just miss hit it, and I'll kick it straight at the other team, and they'll just like pass it to a guy or a girl, and then they'll shoot and score, or they'll or they'll just like walk it in and, and like just blow it past me. I do this once every three or four games. I've been getting it's been, I've been extending the 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 length of time I between it when I do it, but it happens at least once a session where I'm just like. I just fucking have a brain fart and I miss hit the ball and I hit it, kick it directly to the other team. And that's what Matt Turner did with this. On behalf very of all dead ball outlaws everywhere, Matt Turner, please stop pulling a Zeller. Yes, we please ask you stop pulling Zellers for, for all for the, of us. for the country, Matt, for the love, for the love of God, please. Yes. Uh, and other results, Mexico, zero Costa Rica, zero. This is very helpful for the U S because we stay ahead of Mexico. Um, again, on goal difference, even though we're on, I think at the same number of points, 18 Panama beats Jamaica. So they make up ground on us. That four points cushion that we had now is only one point 
between us uh, and Mexico and then between Mexico and Mexico and then Panama and fourth. And then El Salvador goes down to Honduras, goes over to Honduras and uh, beats, um, beats Honduras wins in Honduras for the first time. And I don't know, since the soccer wars, uh, I can't remember the last time El Salvador beat uh, Honduras in Honduras. Honduras, just I we don't have again not gonna spend a ton of time, but if you want to, um, some interesting reading, Google El Salvador Honduras soccer wars. Uh, there's literally a war that started over a soccer match. <laughs> it's pretty. Nice. It's pretty amazing. Uh, so you Honduras is actually violence. So Honduras is officially eliminated from World Cup qualification, which is great because they're coming to Minnesota in St. Paul on February 2nd. So, uh, and then, so yeah, so that is happening. Kevin Ariaga plays for Honduras. So hopefully, you know, he'll get a feel for Minnesota United. Maybe Manny will stop down and show him the, the home team locker room and give him a tour of the place. And someone should explain to him that it's not this temperature all year round. Right. Yeah. Someone definitely make sure that there's someone that, that it's not like this when we play here normally. Um, uh, make sure you know that. your you know, Minnesota summer temperatures in Celsius, that stuff. Right, exactly. Uh, this advice uh, is free, Minnesota United. Free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, before we go, MJ, I, I wanted to give you the floor. I didn't put this in the rundown. Oh, but fuck no. What? Why? Uh, Why? Frank Lampard officially announced as uh, manager of Everton, your your favorite EPL club. You don't, to, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. If you want to, if you want to take some time and collect your thoughts and, and talk about it next week, but uh, I figured, um, I think this is a perfect hire for you guys, and so I'm very excited. Uh, I don't like this trend of us hiring former Chelsea managers. Uh, it, it hasn't gone well for us in the past. Frank Lampard didn't last that long for Chelsea because he wasn't getting that great of results. Now you want to talk about the transfer ban and he couldn't bring in new players and all those other fucking excuses go ahead. Uh, but Frank Lampard is a great player who has not sold me yet that he's a great manager. So I come play- with, I come with lots of reservations. I will say this. He got Delhi alley before deadline day and i think that's a good signing for everton uh speaking of retreads um <laughs> i mean he will play the kids which i think is you know you everton needs somebody who will play you know play the well, children so, because wait a minute In, at chelsea he had to play the kids because of the transfer ban yeah he was doing that at um was he at derby before he was like that's i think that's the reason he was Obviously, he was he's a Chelsea legend. The reason he was hired at Chelsea is because he was playing, uh, you know, academy players and and, and young play, young players and doing well. Um, I believe he was at Derby before he was hired uh, at Chelsea, and Chelsea knew that they were only gonna they weren't gonna be able to bring anybody in, so they're gonna have to play academy players. So that's the reason they hired him um, in the first place. In addition to being a a you know a legend of uh, a Chelsea Football Club, so. Um, I don't know. I'm happy Liverpool signed Luis Diaz and almost got uh, uh, Fabio Cavarello uh, over the line. Unfortunately, that fell through at the very last minute. So I think it was a good a good decision day for for Liverpool. MJ's giving I'm me the waking motion. Yeah. Okay. We're done. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, for listening to the podcast. Again, sorry we took the week off inadvertently without telling. Normally, we like to tell you if we're going to take the week off. 
Um, I this one kind of like clearly rusty as well. So like next week, we'll we should be back up to speed. You know, our inboxes are cleaned out. (laughs) Right. So Minnesota United will play more preseason games that we can talk about. Right. That's that's important. Let's. it's been an entire offseason where we haven't really had a chance to talk about Minnesota United and actually playing matches. So hopefully we'll get some of that soon. Um, please rate review the podcast wherever you get this podcast. Uh, Patreon, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash Dave's I know uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. I am at, at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is at Jessica 1440839 Um There's I, actually, I want to, one thing I want to say before we go. DC United has a player. Uh, I think his name is Jackson Hops or something like that, or Hopson or something. He had a, a handle much like yours, Jess, which was Jackson and then a bunch of numbers. And then uh, I uh-huh. believe it was Matt Doyle, Matt Doyle from uh, MLSsoccer.com <clears throat> basically said, and, they, and then the guy scored. And so they, they said, Jackson scores. And they, they, they t- tagged his Twitter handle. And Matt Doyle's like, glad to see DC United is, uh, is uh, uh, signed. Uh, First name, you know, bunch of numbers, like a bunch of numbers as one as, as his last name. And then literally like the next day, the kid had changed his Twitter handle to actually like, you know, at Jackson hops, like underscore hops or something like that. So literally MLSsoccer.com shamed the kid into, into changing his Twitter handle. So never change, Jess. Never change. Uh, I don't care I how much Matt Doyle gives you shit about your handle. Do not, <laughs> do not change. All right. He was on the show. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we've been the Daves, you know. This is. This is the Daves. The Daves. I. No. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, y'all, son, son, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. Check it out,